Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. As a mom, vegan of 20 years, and entrepreneur, I need a lot of energy. And I turn to Athletic Greens to help me out. Athletic Greens is part of the daily nutrition regimen for thousands of top performers, professional athletes, and health-conscious go-getters worldwide, including USA cycling and endurance athletes. So I knew I would trust them. It's developed from a complex blend of 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients. And it's a comprehensive all-in-one greens powder engineered to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet and support your body's nutritional needs across the four pillars of health, gut health, immune system, energy, and recovery. And these are all things that I'm super interested in. I put a scoop in my smoothie in the morning, and it feels amazing to know that I'm set up to feel my best and sustain my energy all day long. Try for yourself at athleticgreens.com slash lit yoga. That's athleticgreens.com slash lit yoga and get lit up. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Monday Motivation. Today's motivation has to do with motivation. And it specifically has to do with how to help others be motivated. I've spoken before about how we can help ourselves get motivated, but often I've heard questions posed to me, how can I get my husband, how can I get my sister, how can I get my parent, how can I get my friend to take better care of themselves, eat better, um, be less stressed, move better, et cetera. And so It always affects us. It impacts us when we have people in our lives who are not performing or optimizing their own health because we know the impact it has if we're taking good care of ourselves. And we want to share that, but we want to tread lightly on how we kind of impose our ideas on other people. And so how to best help others? Well, it's first important to kind of understand what is motivation. And there's been a line that really resonates with me, and it's and it's that motivation actually comes from consistency. So motivation is a, is a byproduct of being consistent. And we know that because when we're consistent, we build habits, we build the wiring, good brain mapping and wiring for good habits and feedback loops that make us want to do the positive life-affirming things over and over again, and they become habits. So you wake up and you don't even think about, oh, I have to exercise, or oh, I have to brush my teeth, or oh, I have to, you know, drink 
eight glasses of water or whatever it might be, you you have put it into your daily routine so that it is a habit and it's formed a really strong path in your brain and in your daily routine. And so it's that habit that it that we get from our consistency. So maybe the better question is how do we help others build consistency? You know, telling them to be motivated and be goal-oriented and all this stuff might not be as successful or as seductive as helping them be more consistent. And when we form good habits, we're, we're putting more good things in place instead of worrying about what we're not doing. And so I think here are five tips that I have seen work that I also have read about and research has been done on habit formation, on people, you know, lots of interviews on for wide, wide variety of people, whether it's professional athletes, presidents, successful CEOs, anyone who is really optimizing their kind of daily life and their consistency in that. That doesn't, that doesn't mean we don't take days off of exercise, just like we take days off of work, of course. But it isn't hard to get back on track. It isn't hard to get the ball rolling. Because as I've spoken about before, we really, really are affected by Newton's law of things at rest, want to stay at rest, while things in motion want to keep in motion. And so this inertia that people have to overcome is the biggest challenge to start being consistent. And so recognizing that as you speak to people. And once we are modeling consistency, that is a huge thing that will help others. The first question is, are you showing up as you say you are in, in terms of taking care of yourself and being motivated and achieving? And it could be like getting out, you know, somebody that you live with or love is not being motivated or consistent in finding a job or in changing a job or doing more at the household, whatever it is, but are you modeling the thing that you actually are asking the person in your life to do? And so that's really important because by doing that, you're showing self-respect, you're showing discipline, and you're modeling it so that if you are doing it, you're more likely to get the best of others. You know, so if we want other people to change, which we often do, and the things we can help them change versus changing their personality or something, the things we can help them do in terms of better habits, we have to first really start with ourselves and make sure we're doing things for ourselves that are making us be our best version. So number one is when you are trying to help somebody be more motivated, be more consistent, it is important to have goals. So suggesting goals is very helpful. People respond to goals, but they also, the actions are driven by more specific outcomes. So if you are thinking, if somebody says, I really want to get in shape this year, that's very broad. So getting more specific, well, what would that look like for you? What specifically do you want to do? Do you want your heart rate to get lower? Do you want to be able to run five miles without having, you know, taking a break? Do you want to lose weight? Do you want to have more energy? Those are all kind of subset goals for this bigger goal of like getting in better shape. 
So we need to be good questioners, like, you know, prompting people, asking them, what are the, what is it that you want? And then let me help you in whatever way I can to get more specific with your goals. So goals are important and they're important to have for the long run, but also to have short-term actionable goals in place. And so say someone is wanting to, you know, drink less alcohol. You know, it's a, it's a new year. They, this is a new thing. I, I feel like over the pandemic, I've been drinking too much. Say somebody says that to you. And then you can say, well, let me help you. Let's figure out, instead of just saying, you know, I want to drink less alcohol. What is that? What does that mean for you? Is that like four beers a week, maybe one beer a night, one glass of wine a night, go down to three glasses of wine a week, little by little. And then the ultimate goal would be like one glass of wine a week versus every single night. It needs to be specific because then you can take actionable steps. People can also lose sight of kind of that end goal and how much they actually are drinking. That might be all the problem right there is they're not really having that accountability. So maybe marking it down. Maybe instead of every time you want to drink a beer, have a glass of water instead. So helping them set goals, but also being really reasonable with the goals. Because if you just, if your goal is to stop doing something, it's a lot harder to to accomplish that than it is to break it down into the things you want to be doing. So you could also kind of reverse it. And in that line, giving feedback, this is a, a second point. If you're going to be helping somebody get motivated, they need feedback. And different studies have shown that encouragement is huge for helping someone in that wonderful state of change. You know, they have to be wanting to change even a little bit. Like we can't make somebody be motivated. We can't make somebody become consistent. So if they're starting to say, yes, I'd like to do something a little different, even that little bit of acknowledgement you can capitalize on that. And so research by Eilet Fishbach and her colleagues at the University of Chicago shows that positive and negative feedback have different influence on people. So positive feedback can really aid people who are more committed to a goal. It can make them more committed to a goal. That makes sense, right? You're getting positive feedback that's feeding into the loop and it makes you more committed. Whereas negative feedback is better for spurring or encouraging people to make more corrupt progress. So this is kind of more towards like they might meet a little bit of just like a they flattened out their their progress and they need some like some negative feedback to kick in. Perhaps everybody's different. So you know, but that's what some of the studies were saying. So when when people are starting to change their behavior, that positive feedback is really really important because that gives them more stake, you know, more skin in the game. They have a greater feeling of commitment because they are getting that positive feedback. So in the early stages, when you're helping somebody become motivated, really help them with positive reinforcement. And there's positive feedback you can verbally give, but there's other things that I'll talk about in a little bit that you can also do to help those that consistency become more hardwired. Now, after a while, these studies have shown that when behavior starts to, you know, get ingrained and 
people are progressing, but then that progression might hit a little bit of a roadblock. That's when the studies have shown the, that pe- that's when people are motivated more by negative feedback, which is really reminding them of how far they've come. So that's a good thing. Like, look how far you've come and you still have got some ways to go. So make sure you get there because, you know, you've worked so hard to get here. So it's not like negative, like, oh my God, you suck. You stopped progressing. It's more like giving them a little bit of that you're not there yet. You need to keep going. Don't stop now. Why would you want to go back to where you were? That more of that kind of coaxing. So those are things to try. Again, some people might not respond to that. This is what, again, the colleagues at University of Chicago did find in their studies. So it, it's, it's it's kind of along the lines of, and they gave this example in their studies, like if if somebody is um, working up kind of the la- the corporate ladder, you know, they didn't really like the job they were in and then they got into a new job and they got positive feedback. You're working really hard and, and you're doing great. And then they get to the next l- the next ladder and they're like doing great, but then they get a little complacent and they're not, they just are fine there. But their goal was to get like two more steps up the rent ladder. That's when some reminding them like, Hey, don't be satisfied here. Like your current job is great, but you wanted to get up here. Like, and they've actually shown again that with that kind of focus, people will be spurred to try to improve. And they're, it's almost like lighting the fire under them a little bit. But early on, when you're getting people launching into that consistency and wanting to get motivated, they're going to need some positive feedback. Along those lines, a third thing you can do is be a support system. So not just a mouthpiece saying positive things, but how can you actually help this person by having them be accountable, having their environment work for them and not against them, so it all depends on your relationship with the person. If this is a spouse or somebody you live with, it could be a lot easier because you can literally change the environment you guys live in, like what foods you bring in, what alcohol you bring in, or what alcohol you don't bring in, you know, taking dogs for a walk and having your partner come with you to get them moving more. You can set up your environment to help that consistency. So we as people, we behave a lot in response to our environment. So if you set up your environment to support the creation of better habits, this can help whoever, especially if you live with them. And if it's a friend, you can help them by just talking them through some ideas of how your how their environment might help them. You know, like if you don't, if they're trying to lose weight as an overall goal, you can just say like the bet one of the best things to do for setting up in your environment is set yourself up for success. Don't bring things in the house that will be, you know, not, that are, they're going to be challenging you being consistent. And that can be hard. But again, once you create the palate for good eating and, and good well-being, it is easier to maintain that because you're going to get that positive feedback. Like, oh, I feel better when I eat better. I have more energy. You know, I don't feel bloated. So setting up an environment, helping somebody else set up their environment, supporting their environment, these are really important ways in that um, setting up that positive feedback. A fourth thing you can do is help your person, help yourself. You know, you can apply all of this to you as well, but really get accountability and get an accountability circle. It's really nice to have a friend 
But if you can also get involved in a way that involves other people, um, even experts, right? So if, say, somebody, again, wants to, you know, get in shape and you get a little bit clearer and you say, well, I really want to run, you know, I want to run. I want to be able to run without being out of breath. I want to be able to keep up with my kids. I want to play with them. I want to, you know, lose five pounds. I want to feel lighter in my body. Okay, well, let's get you in a running community or a biking community or a walking community. But having a network is a huge boost for creating consistency because then it's not, you're not alone. You're not alone. You have a community. You have a source of support. And numerous studies have supported that has, have shown that, you know, communal groups, social relationships, these are cute, critical part of behavior change are social relationships. And these type of groups, these support networks, really enable the behavior change to be concrete and more permanent, right? That these wiring that we want, this feedback loop, this consistency, because you have all the things. You have, you have a social network. You have accountability. You have encouragement. And then you have just like enthusiasm. Like if you're doing something that other people are involved in as well— you're carrying that. You're wanting to be a part of that. And then that becomes more of your routine and you crave it. Even let's say you, you aren't living with somebody or this person that you're trying to motivate isn't really a people person. They claim that they want to be by themselves, but a little bit of that once a month, once every two weeks, something like that can help anyone. Because again, we all are human. We have this need for some social relationships. And you can do this in person, online, anything that can help that you drive the needle, you know, move the needle toward better, consistent, motivated behavior. That is one of the best things, again, you can do is that really be a cheerleader and then not just the mouthpiece, because I'm sure you know someone in your life you've wanted to help, whether it was lose weight get off, you know, cholesterol drugs, feel less anxious, have more motivation to get a better job, on and on and on. Treat themselves better. But come up with those clearer goals, concrete goals, and help them in a variety of ways, not just telling them that they should be doing this, but really, truly creating a broad stroke of support through these actions that I mentioned, you know, being supportive, but setting up their environment, setting up some networking, making suggestions. And of course, you being involved is huge. It's an important thing also to listen as much, if not more than talking, right? So we all know how it feels to be talked at about that we should be doing something. And it doesn't make us usually feel that good. So the more that we can listen, we can also appreciate where our friend, family member, whoever it is we want to get more motivated is, you know, and what their their obstacles are, what their desires are, what their goals are, and maybe what their fears are, what's holding them back. So listening will also give you that information so you can be more sympathetic and more compassionate if someone's taking a while to kind of get on the motivation train. Because pushing someone's, we know, it's never going to work. But if we can help, and obviously if you live with them, there's 
it makes it easier in some ways and it also makes it harder. But really trying to make it a desirable thing. Tell them the things they're going to get out of it that are not just either a superficial thing or a kind of fleeting goal thing, but long-term, how is this going to really impact their lives? Be committed to that person, especially if it's somebody that, you know, is in your life for a long time. You're in it together in a way. You're like that. You're like that motivation buddy. You know, really take that on with a lot of enthusiasm, but also patience and generosity. For anyone trying to make change, it requires commitment and it requires support. When we can give that support, we feel the benefit as well. It's like a, it's like a gift that but we both feel. So I hope this helps you because I know this time of year and this time in our lives, you know, with, again, all the uncertainty in the world and a lot of stress, heightened stress, People might not be taking care of themselves as well. They might not be their best selves, whether it's how they're acting and behaving and they might be drinking more. They might be really feeling quite down and lethargic. I think our job is like to be the best we can to help those people because that might be us someday. And to be as consistent as we can in our own lives, to model that and then really be the support person for anybody who needs it. I would love to hear if you have any tips for motivating um, someone, if you've been successful. I've heard some wonderful ones in my Lit family where, you know, one of the Lit members was really, really into it and tried to get a partner and they were less interested. And just by modeling it, putting the, you know, classes on, doing it in the kitchen or doing it in the living room and having the partner or roommate or whatever walk by and they're taking it in. You know, you're you're creating that environment and And little by little, by modeling it, you're inviting them in. And I've heard dozens of stories of how different people who never would have, uh, you know, their their partners or friends or whatever, never would have thought they would have gotten into it, but they did. Whether it's a parent or a sister or husband or wife, children even. So model it, don't give up because we all benefit when we are elevating the idea that there's room for improvement, there's room for growth, Let's be the best we can be. Let's be consistent. And that's what is motivating. I hope this helps you. And as always, I'm pulling for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.